Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Investing. I'm Tim Diesel, and today I'm answering a question. The buyer qualification process, and I'm going to attempt to give you as much detail as I can without bogging you down with an hour-long podcast. You can go to www.dieselcommercial.com if you'd like to read any new articles that we have or any other information you'd like to get maybe is not covered or hasn't been covered so far. All right. So this was a question I received last week, and I wanted to give you more detail answered, mm, kind of answering it and pertaining to the question as best as I could. And I'll put out a YouTube video on it as well. If I feel the need to write out anything, I usually create a video for you so it's more detailed and easier to understand. Um, but if I think a little audio will suffice, then I just record a quick segment so you can get on with your day. So the buyer qualification is a little elaborate and it depends on what side of the transaction you're on. Now, most of the time, I discuss strategic ways for you to buy property with little money down, owner financing, something along those lines. If you're listening to this and we hopefully do business together in the future, maybe you have a property, you want it listed and sold, then the strategy changes a little bit. Because you got to remember, I'm on the buying side. So I know a creative offer when I see one. So I'll cover the basics of the buyer qualification for you. And this is what any other commercial broker goes through when listing a property. We all have the same challenges. And I know if you've bought with me or anyone else, you're going to want to sell at some point. So these are going to be some challenges you might face. All right, if you're listing a property for sale and you receive an offer, well, you will need to qualify the buyer a little. Now, some brokers will ask for bank statements or proof of funds, which I never do, by the way, and I encourage you to ask yourself how bad you really want that property. If I'm making an offer for my, if I'm buying a property myself and I'm making an offer, and a broker is asking me for proof of funds, I hang up the phone almost always. I never let the conversation go back there because that's not a very skilled broker. Because that's not the way, that's really not the way to qualify anybody. What I usually do is ask for a brief resume. And again, it doesn't have to be so extensive, but I need to know you can close and you're not wasting my seller's time. So I really don't need proof of funds because more than likely you'll be getting a loan. Unless it's a 1031, it's mostly cash, which is great, but now we have another hurdle. The deposit. If you're, if you're, uh, before you get into contract, the buying process, you have the deposit. And I put up a detailed video on YouTube, so I'll be brief on this one. You are not likely to get my seller in a contract with a $5,000 deposit. Just won't happen. You need to put up more skin in the game. Maybe 20 or 30 grand, and sometimes more, depending on the size of the deal, of course. 
Or if I'm representing the buyer and I'll offer an increased deposit after the inspection. So I'll say, look, I'm gonna give you 10 grand now after the inspection, I like it, I'll move forward, I'll give you another 30 or 40 or whatever you want. And that's kind of how we uh, protect capital a little bit uh, and kind of keep both sides happy. So there are a few ways to negotiate this and a skilled negotiator will, will help you with this. The argument I always get into, well, it's refundable anyway. I can get it back. Well, that's very true. And if you want your money back before the inspection period is up, no problem. It's never been an issue. You'll get your money back. You know, you walk away, we shake hands. Great. My concern is I don't want the potential buyer tying up my property with seven other properties. If he has $50,000 available, then he can tie up a lot of property for five grand each. And what is the likelihood you're going to buy my property? I have no idea. But that's not a risk um, I'm willing to take. So that's why I limit their options. And it makes my seller feel more comfortable with a larger deposit, right? It looks like you're, you're a little more committed. Now, finally, you don't want to get into contract with just any old buyer because there's a thing called specific performance. Basically, this means as a buyer, you will do what you say you're going to do. If you go to court for whatever reason, let's say we go to court on on this deal, and you can prove as the buyer you've done everything you're supposed to do, the court can sometimes force you to sell or that property. They can force the seller to sell. Now, if you're the seller and the buyer walks, then you usually get the earnest money. Sometimes you can get the earnest money. Sometimes you can't. And we refer to that as liquidated damages. If you're the buyer and you're afraid the seller might uh, back out of the deal, maybe um, what I sometimes do is I use the liquidated damages strategy. And I'm going to give you guys that right now. I write in the agreement that if the seller backs out last minute for any reason, my buyer gets two times his deposit. And that kind of protects um, my buyer from having to go through court and going through the process. I don't want to go through all that because I'm simplifying this. When you take the seller to court, it's going to take some time. It doesn't just happen overnight. So if I put up $100,000 in deposit and you back out as the seller, then I get $200,000. And this is kind of how I walk away, no problems. So now remember, if you're the seller, you don't need to use these complex strategies on a small duplex transaction, obviously, right? This is meant to be more complex. Um, and this is why the buyer qualification process is a little bit tough because as the seller, you just don't want to get into contract with anybody because you know there could be things at stake. And as the buyer, you have to understand that you're being qualified because you don't want to be viewed as a time waster. You want to be viewed as a real buyer. So I really hope that was helpful, guys. As always, I'm at Tim J. Diesel. That's at Tim J. Diesel on all the platforms if you have questions. Most of the questions are coming from LinkedIn, which is uh, very interesting. But you can use email or whatever you want. 
check out my YouTube channel and subscribe. I'm getting a lot of watch time, um, but not too many subscribers, which is cool. You guys are watching the material or learning. I love it. Make sure you subscribe. You can get all the new stuff. Um, I also, you can go on my website, download your blueprint if you still want it. That's timdiesel.com. Uh, reach out to me if you have any questions, anything else. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it.